happy. You've got uh, the candles. We're going to have to watch our battery life. This will be an exciting show, Diane, because the battery is, there's only two bars instead of three. Oh, my gosh. On the battery, so. I'll be doing a lot of this. Don't look at the battery level. Okay. That's what the, it's just going to be like that, you know, people at home, wherever you are, don't worry. This is, don't adjust your set. Uh, we'll be fine. As we proceed along with the it's 9.46 a.m. Saturday, August the 12th, 2023. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. <laughs> and Affiliates Incorporated Limited Esquire. <laughs> Well, we got good. We got good light today. I mean, the sun is beating into our, uh, beating against our shield wall. <laughs> and, the, uh, our wooden blinds. Our wooden blinds are turned upward. I find turning them upward is better because turning yeah. them downward lets the sunlight more sunlight in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and uh, so we got nice little polka dots on the floor, and we got the stripes up on the left, which shines into the room get some light from it there's nice ceiling things going on i think the best thing we did diane and i think it was me i did this Diane, was to have the interior painted in semi-gloss paint i think it was sort of a we thing because both of us like the, the where, where did we get that idea from well, I've been doing it just because it's more protective of, uh, you can wash the walls. Well, yeah, but also uh, it reflects more light. Yeah. You know. I just, I'm not into flat paint. I really yeah. like, I like a little bit of shine. Yeah, man. I love this shine. A little sheen. It's good shine, Diane. It's good shine. And I would say that it's been a kind of a good shiny week here in Lake Abundance. Uh, although, you know. Well, it seems like it's, you know, sucks energy, but it's a good, you get to a good place. Kind of weak. Here in Lake Abundance, over to you. <laughs> that sentence was rough. You know, you you start this whole Bill and Diane show thing, and yeah. and it, it seems like you really <laughs> want to make show. it, <laughs> you really want to make it more the Diane the show. The Diane show with Bill <laughs> inserting witty quips, yeah. <laughs> that's That's the entire, that's the... That's the business model, Diane. <laughs> it's in the incorporation I papers. I don't know why. You, why that's the one thing you chose not to read. You wanted to. You just trusted me on that. It's not my fault. Because I always feel like you're the one who's the radio broadcaster. I'm just kind of the. Yeah. I'm just. Well, what do you want me to talk about? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I, I feel like I'm I talk company. about the the things that are important to me just as much as you do. But you yeah. do a lot more. You're the storyteller. You said you just said it last night, wasn't that you? It was me. I was telling you that you have more of an oceanic mind. Yeah. Which is... See now that I, when you said that, I was just like, "What? Well, <laughs> you're right." And it makes total sense because I'm I'm constantly fascinated by how your mental processes work and the way you take and grab a hold of a situation you know and encircle it so that it's nobody else has to worry about it no bozos like me i got myself a <laughs> cup of coffee here and i'm going to take me a sip have to take that on as something i got to get organized about ah, ham and eggs. this because it seems like when i say things like that i'm in a tank of water talking and bubbles are coming out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> See, this is the radio broadcaster at work. That's why I'm here. This is my role. And, uh, anyway, I poetry. I live in poetry, and poetry and and <laughs> the women's World Cup. That's where I live, and you know. Also, just I'm. As the fact that I no longer play music is doing really weird things to my life. I'm recognizing how not playing music has affected how I write and how not playing music has allowed me to start listening to music again. Wow, I and, didn't even uh, think about that. Because I just hadn't, 
Because I have noticed that you've been listening to music more. Yeah, and it's it's nice, and you know. So anyway, there's an there's an evolutionary thing going on there with me that's more long, long term zoom out macrocosmic um, than it is micro mini. But I got to see my mom yesterday, which was great. It was better than I can even tell you. Uh, great to see my mom yesterday. Yeah. And uh, got to talk to my daughter a couple of times. She seems to be killing it in her own way and also going through major life transition moments and stuff. It's just there's a lot going on right now, Diane. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, and I'm just kind of like, okay, so how do I manage me in all this? Because people say, keep saying, how are you doing? And I'm not sure that I know how I'm doing, except that I've been trying to get physically stronger. Yeah. With a more more of a sense of dedication to it, as if I need to be in that place right now. Um, but I'm enjoying the physical, more physical work, and I do feel stronger, and I do feel like it is making me feel better about myself, and I think that's something that will be helpful in what we're well, in the midst one of. One of the reasons why we were even talking about this last night, one of the reasons why you are asked by people is because um, I know that the two, maybe three listeners <laughs> of our show already know that um, that my breast cancer surgery went really well, but this week we learned that uh, the cancer had spread to the lymph nodes. So that has a little bit more um, uh possibility of problems uh both from the standpoint now i'm going to be getting ct scans and bone scans and stuff to see whether the cancer is spread and so there's uh it's a little bit more serious even than the breast cancer was uh in some ways because it's has it gone elsewhere nodes all over the place right right and so people are asking you because um because they know what a united pair we are and and what affects me is affecting you and and you are also it's always a i think it's a little harder on the partner who isn't in the the place of dealing with the issues because there's uh the person who's dealing with the issue the bodily issues they're just dealing with the the physicality of it day to day but the partner is wishing that they could take on the pain for the other person and knowing that they can't do a darn thing and knowing they can't really understand it either. I mean, I speak uh, about this as a knowing person who's been dealing with the the issues of your MS for so long. Yeah. You know, that there's... You, you know that you are um, with that person, that you're caring about what happens, yeah. but you know you can't feel what they feel or... Yeah. Um, I mean, once I get around the the fact that you got cancer and I didn't, which is just a mind bender in terms of how each of us has treated our bodies our whole lives. Um, once I get around that, I just think, well, the best thing for me to do is be as ready to help in as many situations as I can. And... And I'm, I take my energetic cue off of you. You're the one with the issue. If you're feeling good, I'm feeling good. Yeah. You know? And you are, I would say, 90% of the time, you are feeling good. Yeah, I, I am. And I, I've identified that the times that I'm not feeling good or that I allow fear to enter the... the and I'm not even sure whether it's exactly fear more than trepidation. I mean, I'm just looking I feel at like the, that. looking at the picture in complete not just right. not just planning the best case scenario outlook but also thinking well it may not go that way cuz right. the breast the 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 partial mastectomy did not go that way it yeah. was that was not all the cancer yeah well not only that but the uh, it turned out that the tumor was larger than they had thought right. there had been this non mass enhancement that they thought could 
have no no problems or it could have problems and it did it was it was cancerous too so um so the the tumor was larger than they had anticipated and and yet you know the the whole drill of what's coming up and i've already posted it on facebook so i don't think i have to talk much about it here but um it's a little bit more serious. Uh, well, I'm, I shouldn't even say a little bit. It's more serious. Uh-huh. And, um, and it really has caused something to ignite in me that uh, has been a source of, well, I'm going to say ecstasy because uh, of what our song is going to be for today and I'm not going to go into that yet but and the reason why is it's so interesting that um ever since I've gone through this whole even the diagnosis I feel like every single day that there has been some thing that has dropped into my mind or you know to like, for example, the desire to read Alan Watts, uh, The Watercourse Way. Uh, the, what my longing as a spirit has been is to go deeper into the, into the fire, let's say. You know, not to try to act like it's not there. I, I don't, and uh, I think uh, when you have a temperament like mine, a lot of times people in my life especially when I was younger, before I found, I always think, before I found my tribe, you yeah, know. Because yeah. it's funny, you always say, I've never seen anybody treat you the way that you fear, but it's because I found the, the people who wouldn't do that, yeah, you know. Well, um, yeah. Prior to that, I was always having people, and Kat and I talked about this a lot, because she's got a very similar nature, and mm-hmm. um, and she's blonde so we used to always get this this kind of reaction from some people of oh it's fake what what you know you like you're just trying to be a cheerleader you're you're not uh, being genuine when in fact we are truly being genuine they just don't think that it's possible um (laughs) so i'm not in denial about anything i i know that uh, it's going to be a hard road ahead, and I know that other people have. That when it's over, you're going to have limitations. And that when it's over, I'm going to have limitations. Um, and I know this may not be the end. I know that there's a possibility that uh, that my life is not going to be a long one. I I know that there's also a possibility that will. You know, there's a, I, there's a lot of yeah. Uh, a lot of options out there. Yeah. But what this kind of situation presents to you is the, the gift. If you choose it, if you choose to take the gift and open it up, because the gift looks like something awful. <laughs> But if you think maybe this isn't so awful, let's let's see. Let's take a look at what's in this. Um, I've just felt, and we've had a a couple of other people who have been going through really serious health problems at the same time as me. And I've been, I talked to our one friend yesterday. Both of us talked to our one friend yesterday. And it's just been a week since my surgery, but she has just gone through surgery. And and she was saying the same stuff that I was. She yes. said, this experience is so profound. Yeah. And she was crying in the same way that I had been crying and talking about the hospital in the same way that I had been talking about it. And and. I had already told her before she was going through this, I said, hey, we're going through this hand in hand because we are on this journey together. Her her operations is for a different um, issue, but I mean, different place and all that, but similar in all ways. And um, 
So she had a lot of pain. Yeah. She had a lot of pain. Pain is what... What drew her to find out. It wasn't just the screening that I had. Right. But but when I looked at her face... I, I saw it too. I thought, this is me. Yeah. This is this is like the mirror of me looking back at me. And, and, and her husband uh, looked like he was standing in a cloud of fairy dust. I mean, he was luminous. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's, the, that's the vibe. That's the deal. Yeah. That's how I feel. And I, so how am I doing? I'm awash in fairy dust, trying to be strong. And trying to be ready to help. Well, and also, um, so several things happened this week. I mean, we had the doctor's appointment. Yeah. We were already aware. So it was not like we we're going in blind and thinking, la da da, everything's great, yeah. and then having this thing. We knew that. We read the pathology We read the pathology report. So we knew that it was not going to be great news. But, um,. The, the thing that I'm very aware of, that 10% when I'm not doing well, is if I get overtired. So I, uh, I'm i going to be trying to be very guarded about not getting to that place and uh, figuring out the ways that I can do it. But um, what has happened this week is because my, my trajectory is so unsure, you know, I... I may have to have chemotherapy. I definitely will be having radiation therapy. And it, but you'll also be having another surgery, which is a more major surgery. It's a major surgery, and it's going to take four to six weeks to recover from. Yeah. And so uh, because of that, I feel like, okay, I have to change what I'm doing. I need to give notice at work. Yeah. I need to... Um, I need to shrink my life down farther. And know that the shrinking down is that I am, I've been seeing it as that I am going along a path that many people go along that is during this one period of your life, and maybe until the end of your life, depending on how your health is, but maybe just this one period, you are in a deep dive course about physiological things that are going on with your body but also how that how your spirit is reacting to it all right and my spirit feels like i've been training for this all my life yeah mine too um i both bill and i have always been uh we talk about old age and death all the time and i think that we have since we first started got together because it was we were 50 years old when we got together yeah and I always feel like... I had to know about this part of our lives we were committing to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, sorry. we sorry. knew we weren't going to be... Yeah. Um, it wasn't going to be the rosy part of life. they not going to be the uphill climb. It's going to be the backside. Okay, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Oh, no, no. It was perfect interruption. But I feel like this deep dive class is almost like you've got to study and you've got it because you do have to learn about all the things you need to do. I mean, I've been reading and reading about stuff and trying to get a hold of the terminology in my head, trying to understand what's in front of me. And then I think you have a lot of reflection about what do I feel about all this? Well, the... Uh, on the the deep dive course part of the side, for, uh, this week I had um, genetic counseling, which was really quite interesting to me because um, my family has a lot of lymphoma yeah. and in it, and uh, and in just the genetic counseling session, she was saying that most cancers. Uh, only have about a 5 to 10% chance of being genetically inherited. But she said, but, you know, you your family's got some weird stuff going on. Because we had cancers. My dad had a lot of cancer in his lifetime. Um, he had a neurofibrosarcoma when he was in his 40s. He had basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, melanoma. He had... Um, and he died of a, a very odd kind of cancer. 
uh, that was very rare, uh, that was lymphoma, a large cell angiotrophic something rather, um, that was a lymphoma. And then I had heard from my, my cousin um, on, on my dad, my paternal side, and she told me a story that I, I had never heard. Because, and she said, I don't think you know this because my father never told us until we were older, much older, like in our adult years, that he had had a rare form of uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma when he was in his 30s and almost died. So I and went what in with... what did he die of? Well, he died of colon cancer. And so our family's got, you know, we've got some yeah. stuff. stuff and items. So, so that happened, and um, I'm getting prepared for a lot of different appointments coming up. And that's the other thing is that you have to go to a lot of appointments and um, make your schedule as free as possible so you can take whatever you can snap up, which I have been doing. Um, so, but on the spiritual side, you know, the gift that this brings is that idea that I may not have 20 years. Because I think for, for a lot of us, we feel like, oh, we're in our 60s. We've probably got about 20 years, you know, in us. Because if we have long-lived parents, you know, which both you and I do on one side, yeah. you know. My father died when he was 77. My uncle died when he was 78. My grandfather died when he was 78. On that particular paternal line. But my mother, with all sorts of um, issues with her, and she had diabetes and all sorts of health issues, but she lived to be 93. So, and then my, um, and then your mother also yeah. has lived a long, longer life than she ever anticipated. Longer than her, either of her parents. And with similar issues, diabetes and other. High blood pressure. And, yeah. yeah. So, um, but all of a sudden my, there was something that flipped in my mind. Oh, I may not have my mother's lifespan in front of me. I may only have my father's, you know. And what that does is it liberates you if you choose to see it that way and not to see it as I'm owed a certain number of years of my life. I don't, I don't know where we ever get that idea anyway. You know, having seen people die when they're young and I don't know why we think I, I'm going to have a lifespan of so-and-so, you know. Have you ever thought that? That I'm going to have a lifespan that's... Yeah, yeah I think so. Okay. I mean, I think I've, I've thought that I would live into my 80s, you know. And I may still. I don't know. Yeah, but I know. even if I do, having something like this shake you up a bit, I may not even have that. It, it, I may not it, have... Yeah, it throws you into an, another pool. Uh, and if you choose to stay in it and not try to climb out it's got all kinds of new stuff well i just feel like there's so much um wisdom that has been shared with me and i've always felt like i've led a very charmed life in that it's almost like people are always saying where do you get these concepts how did you find out about this or that and and I feel like I feel like somebody's tossing books in my lap or tossing the right thing at the right time and I, I just I watch for those opportunities and I read the books, you know, or right. whatever. Yeah. Um, you're so, good at that, Diane. You're you're good at finding the right answer to I mean, whatever you may need in the moment. I think that's where your the art of your uh, organizational self really comes into play because you always find the answer you want. I mean, not you're not looking for, I want somebody to agree with me about this, and then you go around and try and find that. No, you just ask a question kind of into the void. I'm speaking as an outsider observing <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, and you get the answer. 
and you make use of the answer and incorporate the answer and move on to the next question. Well, I was reading a little bit about Charles Williams today, which will come into play later on about the music, and there was something that that I read that really hit me, particularly today. Uh, it was something that C.S. Lewis wrote about his novels. Right. And he said, he is writing that sort of book in which we begin by saying, let us suppose that this everyday world were at some point invaded by the marvelous. And that is my approach to life. <laughs> yeah, well, that, whole, that whole album by that artist is supposed to, supposedly partly inspired by his reading of Charles Williams. Well, I feel like I actually do believe that the marvelous is entering into my world every day and that it's my task to find that to to look for it and find the wisdom look at what is being presented to me so just the day after i was feeling the 10 percent of the overtired trepidation i had been reading a lot about the surgery and the problems that can come from the surgery and blah, diddy, blah, diddy, blah. Oh, and, and then I read a post by a poet that I do not know. Um, she has contributed some poetry to the poetry break. And she had just posted something about having found out that she has, um, I mean, she has kidney uh, disease. Yeah. And needs to have a transplant so for the last seven months she's been just trying to go through all the hoops and hurdles of tests to see whether she's even eligible to have a transplant that she's healthy enough to to do it and now she's gotten the okay but then she's got the the person who is the donor has to go through the same tests to see whether he can go through that. And then thereafter, she said, then it's going to be a couple of months in the hospital, you know, um, where they are going to, well, I think it was, I don't know if there's a couple of months in the hospital, but definitely lots of hospital visits in a, in a two-month span just to make sure that the medications are working and all that. And then she will have a lifetime, because of the medications, of not having an immune system um and she was saying i'm going to adapt to this new reality and i'm just grateful to be alive and that really hit me um because it was what i was worried about is how do i adapt to this new reality so seeing somebody who has uh i don't want to say anything that's worse than mine, but just an, uh, another very daunting challenge ahead of her and saying, I'm going to adapt to this new reality. It really made me think about how our lives change and we have to keep adapting. We adapt every single time to something like I've adapted to what happened to me after the I was hit by a car and I, as a pedestrian. I've adapted to the fact that I've gotten older. You've adapted to the fact that you can't play music anymore. You you just keep adapting, right. and that is the task of aging, is to just keep adapting until... Um, you can't adapt no more. You can't adapt no more because you're you're being taken out, yeah. you know. Battery's dead. But... Oh, shit. Oh, the battery's done. We're down to one bar, Diane. Okay. We're going to have to wrap this mother up. Okay. Jeez. Bring it home now. Bring it home. Pardon me. I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Why don't you put the battery in? Coming around the clubhouse. Turn to you, boy. It's good coffee. I just, I like, I like, I like living on the edge. Well, all I was going to say is then I had a, I had, every time that I talk to people, I just have this wonderful soaring ecstasy of feeling. And uh, I was thinking with uh, this week, 
one of my dear friends who I don't see very frequently. She used to be in the full moon circle with me. Uh, I haven't seen her very much since I have not been holding the full moon circles. That was when I first met her and uh, enjoyed each other's company monthly. She is 20 years younger than I am. And she had said, how do you feel about having some company? I'd love to, you know, take you for, well, she started off as saying take, or we could have a cup of tea or I could bring you lunch or we could take a walk. And I said, um, I would love to take a walk. And what I'd really like to do is I'd like to go to Bastyr University and walk around in the medicinal gardens and be in the presence of all those healing plants and um and it's the first place i ever met you because i had met her um, through uh other friends and um, i remember her being in this garden and waving to my friends and when we met and i even remembered while we were there where i thought they might have been because it was sort of in the middle of this labyrinth of of medicinal plants um, that were not tall, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that just low growing labyrinth. And there was a, a circular table in the middle of that. And I think that that's where I saw them. So, um, anyway, so we went out there and, and it was just so wonderful to be there and just talk about the plants. I mean, we saw these beautiful flowers and, um, and they have a wild, uh, like wildflower, wild growing area that you can walk around a little bit in. And there were all these beautiful flowers that were almost like little puffball flowers on long stems that just made it look like they were floating rather than, uh, what, rather yeah, than supporting. being supported yeah. it looked like these flowers were just floating they're all white lacy flowers and um turns out that they were wild carrot which was so fascinating to me um and we were just talking about each plant and um and so then when we came back um uh, my friend said next time i would love to go to the rose gardens i haven't been there for so long would you like to go to go on a walk there and I said yeah you know because <laughs> that's great I just felt like okay this is this is what I want to do more of yeah. I want to go to beautiful places that are not far away right. walk through the beauty of nature um, with somebody that I care about and love to be around and and that's going to be part of my journey through this is is kind of connecting all of these people who have been in all different phases of my life mm -hmm. you know like when i was talking to my friend about the full moon circles and she said i so missed those i loved doing those and i was thinking yeah me too but life uh, kind of interferes with those sorts of ritualistic things uh, for my younger friends yeah. they were all either getting married or having families and, right. and all that but now I was thinking, well, we may restart something, just starting it with her and me. Or maybe invite, you know, the docs. Yeah. In any event, um, it was wonderful experience. Can I come? Of course. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all women. That when we were doing it all as all women, we would just we did have times where there were men too. But we we basically were doing it as a way to um, support our women friends too. Um, but then I had wonderful conversations with my brother and with a dear friend of mine, Kathy. And when I was talking to Kathy, and the thing that I love about talking to friends about all this <laughs> is that it gels in my mind what is actually sort of running through my mind at all times because um i don't think that we we in our society have ever dealt well with death 
And that has been a big thing of mine for a long time. Anybody who knows me, I, you know, for my, was it my 60th birthday that I had the death over dinner um, conversations? And I've always wanted to talk more about death because I don't think it's a morbid topic. No, I don't know. I feel like the, the important part of death is that as... Um, I have been reading a lot recently um, in the book that Kathy <laughs> had uh, had suggested to me, um, but I'm going to just go off <laughs> here for a minute and just say the observation. I'm sorry, it's, it's hard to talk about. That it's my thought, but it's other people's thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. So my thought is that Death is along with you the entire lifetime. You've, you know, it's the yin and yang. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. You are experiencing death and life at the same time simultaneously at all times. Right. And the idea that you aren't is a false one, I and think. The, and the idea that you can uh, ignore it or pretend it doesn't exist, is, it's kind of doesn't seem like the humane way to live. I mean... If we're here to gather information and we're here to gather uh, emotional depth in our lives, which seems kind of obvious to me, yeah, um, then you can't you can't be in denial about one of the primary parts of life. You're born and then you die. So, well, I even when I after my conversation with um, with my friend from the full moon circle, I had sent her a few pages of my journal and I because she was the one who did my original croning oh, ceremony yeah. and and I found that I I had always thought when did, did that happen I don't even remember you know well then I found the page that talked about it and it was October 27th 2012 wow. and wow. I had this uh, this was my journal entry Preparing for the Cronin Ceremony, which will take place on October 27, 2012. We have every right to live in gratitude for all the stages of life that brought us here, for all the memories that give us great joy, the people who helped us get this far, the accomplishments we carved on our hearts along the way. These experiences cry out to be celebrated. They are no more past than we are. They live in us forever. I called to my sisters to enact a croning ritual because I believe that as we step into the threshold of becoming elders, we must acknowledge both the grief and the celebration of time passing. In our present society, and this I got from a book, I, I have it in quotes, oh. um, embedded as our culture is in the fantasy of control and management, our deepest distress rises from being separated from the natural process and our inevitable failure to manage or even defeat aging and mortality. Yeah. And I think that that desire is what is causing distress right now because the more we keep thinking we can control this, we, re we can live forever. I've even read some stuff about some of the, the techie people saying, I think we can live forever. You know, I just feel like, oh my gosh, those people are so afraid, you know, of, of what death has to teach you. But anyway, Kathy had, after a long talk with her about all these things that I, I love to talk about, she said, um, I'm wondering if you've ever read The Five Invitations. And I said, no. And she said, it's by the Zen master who helped form the Zen hospice project in San Francisco. And I think you would really like it. And in fact, I think you could have written it. <laughs> but, but I am finding that when you are in the state, it's almost like you realize that this wisdom is the kernel that is within us all that we have this, and it's almost like the echoing that we each have that is that is constantly um, 
we we are reverberating to each other's hearts and anytime somebody says it you both know it you know it from your own planted wisdom which has nothing to do with me diane and everything to do with the interconnection of all you know and then you think oh yeah that's it that's they said it really well you know so uh i started reading the book yesterday and upon re reading it i just said i've got to get this in audible and i want to listen to this with bill because from the very start it's just marvelous um and and is ringing like bells in my head of truth of how this goes and um i really recommend it to people because he is saying the same thing that i was saying that life is is always a companion to death and and he said this marvelous thing he said what if we saw death not in this fearsome form but what if we saw it as the great teacher and that we could turn to death and say how must i live i just thought that was marvelous because what his premise is is the more that you are in a state of vulnerability from whatever change or loss you're experiencing which are all many deaths along the way um, that you become more kind and loving towards others because you have been that vulnerable and i think in our society that we've got this whole mentality of that you've got to fight death and fight these things um fight, fight the illnesses fight aging fight aging yeah. look at the commercials you know anti-aging creams and yeah you know, all that stuff and facelifts and tummy tucks and you know and there was something <coughs> so amazing because about seeing the picture of my friend from the full moon and I standing in the best year garden. She wanted to take a couple of pictures. She said, I don't take lots of pictures, but I always like to have at least one picture as a memory of the, the time. And I looked at the picture and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm old, you know? I, I know that I see myself in the mirror and all that, but I think because I was standing next to somebody who was 20 years younger than me and, and seeing the, the creases in my smile have deepened, and um, I'm not saying I'm ugly or anything, I'm just saying I'm old. Mm -hmm. and, um, and that was even sort of a wonderful feeling to, to see that because I thought, wow, I've kind of frozen this friend in my mind in her 30s rather than in her near 50s you know um and i have not seen the progress of me because of that i'm not seeing you know i i have to recognize that all the that my my one of my dearest friends that i've known since she was a baby is now in her 40s you know so it's uh you get to see i'm on the outgoing wave you know but the the more that I encounter these thoughts and the more that I read what I, I because I pulled out being mortal again and I'm yeah. um, really loving just kind of poking into it at different places, not reading it um, cover to cover, but just um, flipping open a passage, you know. Uh, I just feel like this is the time that you get to really experience this in a wholehearted, whole-spirited kind of a way if you choose. And I know that there will be times I'm not um, thinking that chemotherapy, if I have to go through it, will be a walk in the park and that I won't be, you know, physically not happy. <laughs> but the more that I can get spiritually adjusted to where I am in the map, uh, the happier I am and I just feel I really feel like being in the presence of some of my other friends who are going through health issues and 
um, and having that same look on their face that I'm sure that I had when I came out of surgery and probably still, you know, the, the tendency that you're so close to tears at all times, not from sorrow, but just from being touched. Um, that to me is registering to me what a miracle this all is and what a gift it is to be in this place even though sometimes people might not recognize the gift. You know, it's so interesting, Diane. You make my life so fun, you know, because you can turn this into fun. <laughs> you know, you can turn it into an interesting, explorative event in my life because I get to... I don't know how to describe it, but that would said my mind is oceanic, or would you say oceanic? Yeah. yeah, that makes so much sense to me because I don't want to know until I'm in it, and then I react to the to the being in it, and I think I do okay. Yeah. In terms of being helpful, and not you know freaking out and running down the hallway or anything like that, <laughs> um, so. It's just so so interesting to be a part of this dichotomous approach and unified, you know, approach at the same time. You know, we come at this from two different angles in some ways, but we're experiencing the same events and and uh, engaged in the same journey to a, a great degree. I like it. It makes me feel like I'm where I should be, you know, where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing to a great degree in terms of trying to be stronger. And this is a, this is a tough time of year for me already. So, but as long as I can be somewhere cool, I can keep working on being stronger so that when I'm somewhere that's not cool, uh, I can last longer. I can, I can. Well, it's once again, sort of the not getting overtired idea, whatever, whatever depletes you. Right. If you can watch for those things and know. Yeah. And prepare but, to to know they're coming and be a little better, better prepared for them. Um, you know. Well, the other thing is, I truly do believe that we're always in this together. So whether you're here in this physical plane or not, you still are going to be there. I I still feel all my ancestors around me. I just do. And... I still ask for their help. I, when I pull tarot cards, I'm talking to my ancestors mm. and asking them for their wisdom because they've been in this physical plane and they know what it's like. The one thing I do know is that it is go- the next period of my life is going to go like a flash yeah. when I finally do go out, whenever that is. So I really want to enjoy the things that are around me and I, I i plan to do some journaling about things so that i maybe milk could, it well milk it i mean mainly it. just to to help other people yeah. if they get into that place and don't know well it's it's the the fact that you're posting about this you're inviting response you're inviting people to meet you where you are which puts them you know into what what might otherwise be an uncomfortable place with a sense of safety you know i think that is what you give when you put yourself out there like that and that sounds to me like a calling or a or a a sense of you know you being able to continue to be helpful in the world Uh, at a time when you're worried about not being able to serve be of service anymore you are being of service just by sharing what you share well and then i've always been fascinated and i think it's that scorpio part of me because Mm -hmm. scorpios are supposed to be fascinated by sex and death and i think that why scorpios are fascinated with those things is because they're this transforming those are the maximum transforming powers in our lives and sex and death have a lot of uh a lot of similarities too you know that because you always feel like you just want to hold on to that that sensation and that that total ecstasy 
that you have through sex and you can't you know it's it's this one time that you just feel totally released and out of your body experiences um from something that happens well death is the same thing and um i just feel like i don't know i i've found many um many quotes just in the last few days that's why i say the wisdom just kind of is flooding towards me and i just love that that i'm able to he be here to capture some of it <laughs> i feel like oh oh yeah okay i'm gonna get that you know um and one of the quotes that just came very oddly to me, um, looking up something, because David Pulesky, who is the artist that we absolutely adore, uh, uh, he had Pulaski. written to me and he, he said, prayers with your name on them are continuing to ascend from here on Jones Avenue as I continue to wish you the very best and stand amazed by your jubilant attitude. If it were me, I'm sure I'd be whimpering under my covers. You have my deepest admiration and best wishes for a complete and speedy recovery and healing. Thinking of you with love, Zero. That's his stage name. And I said, having you, one of my heroes, because he is one of my heroes, Zero, thinking of me with love is precious beyond compare. I love you too and am daily surrounded by your art. Little David now sits looking quite wise and whimsical on an hourglass. Perfect place for him. I quote our favorite, Uncle Walt. We always call Walt Whitman Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. And I will show you that there is no imperfection in the present and there can be none in the future. And I will show you that whatever happens to anybody may be turned into beautiful results. And I will show you that nothing can happen more beautiful than death. And I will thread a thread through my poems that time and events are compact and that all things of the universe are perfect miracles, each as profound as any. Phew. Phew. Anyway, the, the, the next bit of wisdom was from the song of today, too, because when you were on the poetry break um, and talking about how, because you read my statement about my health, and one of the parts of that statement is saying that we don't know anything till we get there this is a journey you don't know what's around the bend till you get around the bend and um and val our dear friend val had said oh that her uh her comments make me think of pace in the cage by bruce coburn which had a a part about the navigation of it was only part of the song mm -hmm. that 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 I related to in right. that though the rest of the song not so much but but I think that the what she was keying on what she was keying on was sometimes the best map will not guide you you can't see what's around the bend sometimes the road leads through dark places sometimes the darkness is your friend today these eyes scan bleached out land and coming up for the coming of the outbound stage, pacing the cage. So I at first thought, well, there's the song for this week because I love Bruce Coburn and all that. But then when I listened to the song, I thought it doesn't really describe what this week has been about. And then I thought about wondering where the lions are. And yeah, you don't feel trapped. I don't feel trapped. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm pacing the cage. I actually feel like I'm being released into a different kind of a world. And I, I really relate to the Peter Gabriel uh, song that was on the day of my, um, my surgery that talks about I'm going into another world, you know. I, I'm just, I really feel like I'm going into another world. And um, all of us want to keep being on this solid land and I think that the closer you get to dying, whether through age or disease, the more that you're not on solid land and you're, you're feeling 
things shifting and changing, you're not as solid as you used to be. So when I saw my friend in the hospital with that look on her face of pure joy, when I was talking to the poet about her feelings about um, about her kidney uh, transplant, I realized we're all in this ecstatic state. It isn't what other people think, and we don't have to go along what society is telling us we must feel about death because what they're trying to do, as they always are trying to do, is sell you something, you know? And I feel like, no, I want to be sitting in this wisdom and this ecstasy. And the other reason why I was thinking about this song was uh, the original reason why I thought I'd listen to it for for this week um, was because it was the song I chose for the the strength tarot card, where it shows a woman opening the mouth of a lion um, with no fear, you know, and I think that that's where this this time is. Yeah. You need to, to be opening up this lion's mouth with no fear that that lion's going to eat you, you know. Yeah. So um, then when I was listening to it with you last night, I just burst into tears and I said, yep, this is the song. <laughs> this is the song that represents this week. And who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it, Diane? Wouldn't have been me. And I'm 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 very busy writing it down because I am uh, in a flow uh, with old manhood. So it's good. I'm doing my part, holding up my end. Thinking about eternity, but some kind of ecstasy. 